I'm your host, Brandy. This episode today is a special one because I'm sharing with you a live event that I recently did at my home church. They invited me to be the guest speaker for the evening, and I really got to share a message that I felt God gave me for the women of my church and also for women in general, and that is that God wants to activate something in each and every one of us. So enjoy this special message. I love serving women, and I what I really love is seeing women succeed in who God has created them to be. And when I talk about success, I'm not talking about worldly success, because worldly success defines it as accumulating possessions. But what I'm talking about is godly success. Godly success is being set free, delivered, walking in what God has made you to do, expressing your gifts, that you fill up, you get whole in God so that you can give it away. And when you give it away, it blesses others. So that is where I'm coming from tonight, is to equip you, to bless you so that you can have a successful godly life. That's what I'm about. So that's what you're going to here. Is that good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tonight really is to get you fired up. I know there are so many things that take us down and tonight is about lifting you up, lifting that heaviness, lifting those things that want to weigh you down. So that's why the word tonight is activate because God has called me to be an activator of the women of God. So what does activate mean? Activate simply means to make something active or operative, to switch on, to turn on, to start up, to get going, to set in motion, to initiate and to energize. I know that God wants to set something in motion tonight because he's active. God is not stagnant. He is not still, but he is very um, alive in and at work today. So that's why I know he wants to do something tonight because he brought you all here. So activation involves three things because you always got to have three points in the message. All right. Activation involves your heart. Everyone say your heart, your heart. It includes an invitation and it requires a decision. So those are the three things we're going to talk about tonight. So first, activation has to do with your heart. You all picked up um, a little booklet and there was a scripture card. So this scripture card has a purpose. We want you to think about this and look at this after the event. But I'll read the scripture. Proverbs 4.23 says, guard your heart above all else. For it determines the course of your life. I'm going to read that again. Guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life. But we're going to talk about this a little bit. And we're going to start with the word guard. Because I really think that we misunderstand what the word guard means. But what the Hebrew word means, it means to keep watch over. You are guarding your heart by keeping watch. So think like a security guard. A security guard, what? They watch to make sure that whatever's coming into the premises is safe and good. Because if it's not, what do they do? Uh Uh-uh. You can't come in here, right? If, if some intruder tried to come tonight, our security guards would stop them before they got to the door. That's what you are with your heart. You're the watchman of your heart. Now, what do we normally do, though? Instead of guard, we put up a wall. We wall our hearts 
That's not the same thing as guard. It's easier to just throw up a wall. But what happens is when you have a wall in your heart, nothing can get in because you're trying to protect yourself from whatever hurt or offense or whatever caused you to put that up there. But nothing can get out. So wall in your heart is not the same thing as guard your heart. So I really want us to shift our perspective from a wall to watching. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Okay, so next, guard your heart. Heart here is simply your heart, your inner person, your mind, your will. Guard your heart above all else. And above all else means it is the most important. Other translations say, guard it with diligence. Watch over your heart with diligence. It means you can't leave the post, okay? You can't just take a break. It's a constant with diligence. So guard your heart above all else. Why? For it determines the course. Determine the course means you're coming, you're going, the boundaries you set for your life, the direction you go, your heart is like the steering wheel, okay? It directs the course. Guard your heart, for it determines the course of your life. And life here means what grows, what is fresh in you, what is active, That is what it means. That is why this scripture is the theme of the night. So how do you know where your heart's at? Well, it's very simple. What are you saying? What are you saying? Are you filled with, are you speaking things of doubt, unbelief, insecurity? That's going to tell you what's going on in your heart because the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But are you saying things that are full of faith? Trusting God. Are you hopeful for the future? Are you confident in who he's called you to be? That's going to let you know, hey, my heart's in a trusting place right now. And I do realize, you know, sometimes there are seasons where we're more full of faith or we're more full of fear. But the, the point is, is you're watching that heart. You're keeping a watch over it. Also, what do you think about regularly? Because your heart and your mind are connected. What's your mindset like? If you are fearful or negative, That's what your world is going to be. Your thoughts determine your reality. So we as women, we have to be watchful over our hearts and we have to decide what is worthy to enter into this sacred place. Next is an invitation. Activation requires an invitation. I love this. Jesus activated the ministry of the apostles with an invitation to follow him. And what's even better is they were just... Going about their daily lives, they were fishermen. They knew about Jesus. He was a rabbi. They knew he was a good teacher. And when they gave him the invitation to follow him, when Jesus said, hey, come follow me, they said yes. But I think they were just saying yes to, yeah, we want to follow you. We want to learn. We want to be taught. But Jesus was inviting them to save the world. He wasn't just inviting them just to come and hear him. He wanted to activate them to go and do something much bigger than themselves. And that's what he wants to do tonight. He's not just extending an invitation just so you can be smarter. No, he wants you to change your world and other people's worlds. After the invitation It requires a decision. So the apostles had to make a decision. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to follow that man. Your decision really will determine where you go. If it's yes, you're going to allow God to move you in a direction. It might be a little direction, but you're at least moving. If you say no, where do you go? Nowhere. 
It's almost better to go backward than nowhere because at least you're moving and then you can speed up and go forward. Okay. So don't be afraid of the invitation and don't be afraid of saying yes. So I want to share my story with you, how I really got activated in this church and how it's truly changed my life. I have been here at C3 for 13 years. And when you're here for that long, you see a lot of things and you see a lot of transition. Well, there was one time and a point in that time period where a lot of our friends left this church. And when you do church, like we do church here, you're a family. So when your family is moving, you want to go with them, right? Well, long and short of it is my husband was like, we're not leaving. I don't have a piece about it. And I was like, but those are my friends. And I want to go with my friends because I'm a friendly gal and I like my friends and I want to go with them. And he said, no. And so I was like, well, fine, I'll just, I'll just be here. But backseat, backseat brandy, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to come and I am just, I'm not in it. I'm not in it. I'm going to come because my husband's not on the same page with me, but I'm not happy. At that point, I was no longer keeping a diligent watch on my heart. I was very dissatisfied. I was very upset that I was, I felt missing a boat. Everybody seems to be going over there, but I'm here. I don't understand, you know? So in that process, my heart was starting to harden and I wasn't keeping watch. I had put up a wall. And when you put up a wall, your heart your heart begins to harden, right? Because nothing good can come in. The word of God, encouragement from people, it just is blocked. So when you have that wall up and you're like, man, I'm like never in a good mood. Well, it's because you can't receive anything good. That's why. That's why you move the wall and you keep watch. Okay. So we have an annual church conference every year. And even though I wasn't really end of my church at the time, I'm an obedient gal. And I was like, I just go every year out of habit. I'm going to go because that's just what I do. I'm a good church girl to this. I'm just going to go. And when I walked in, and many of you tonight, probably when you when you were here, you felt something. And I felt something. And I, I just began to, I knew God was doing something in my heart. I didn't know how to describe it, but something was changing. My attitude started to shift and I was like getting a little uncomfortable. And I just felt the Lord say, Brandy, you have a hard heart. And I was like, no, 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 no. I love this church. My heart is not hard. I'm aggravated, but I'm, I'm not really pleased with what's going on, but hard heart. No. Okay. So we also have noon prayer. And which has always been one of my favorites. So I came to noon prayer and while at noon prayer, I was sitting there and I heard, um, go repent to pastor Joe about having a hard heart and not being active in your church. And I was like, I don't know why that's necessary. Um, I can just say right now I'm back. Let's do this. But I really, but I, I felt a strong push to go. So I did. And you know what? Pastor Joe is so gracious. I said, Pastor Joe, I'm really sorry that I've taken a back seat here. I, 
I'm sorry. I'm ready to get back in. I'm ready to get connected. I'm ready to make friends because honestly, I didn't want to make new friends. I just wanted the old ones back, right? Like just come back. But I said, no, you know what? Trinity has always attracted amazing people and it's time for me to get to know them again because the friends that were gone, I'm still friends with and they've changed my life and it's time for new people. Enlarge your camp. So you know what I said when he, I was like, okay. And then I thought, Pastor Joe said, Brandy, we need you here. We need your gifts and your talents. And I was like, what? Me? I was like, what difference can I make? You've got an amazing church staff. Like, I don't really see what I could add. But I thought, you know what? I'll jump in slow and we'll see what happens. So in 2015, which was almost four years ago, I was just going about my everyday life when an invitation came to me through Pastor Nancy. She called me. She said, Brandy, would you speak at our women's conference for five minutes and give these ladies an encouragement on dreams? And I was like, um, I said yes to her. But on the inside, I was like, this is the worst timing ever. I, I, I was just coming out of the hardest season of my life of extreme exhaustion of just having another baby. And my world literally was turned upside down. I didn't even know who I was anymore and was not myself. Just getting through one day at a time, not really seeing anything in the future. And I get a call from my pastor that says, would you come encourage these women in their dreams? Okay. Okay. So it was laughable, but I said yes, because a couple things. I love to speak to women and I love to encourage, but even though I was sort of not in that season or not feeling that, I just said yes, because I knew God would do something that he would prepare me somehow, some way he would get me together. I didn't have to get it together. He would get me together. And when I gave that five minute little testimony and encouragement and dreams, something changed. It was five minutes. It was five minutes. I think it was four and a half. I finished early and (laughs) something changed on the inside of me. I walked down and I was like, that's what I'm supposed to do. I am called to be a voice to women. I had no idea. What if I would have said no to Pastor Nancy because my life seriously was super fragile, super fragile at that time. Not really in my mind in a position to be encouraging people when I needed encouragement myself. But I said, yes. And in my yes, God started a dream in motion little by little by little at that dream conference. He stirred me. He began to move in me and he'll do the same for you. What does God want to activate in your life tonight? Because like I said, activation, it starts with your heart. It includes an invitation and it requires a decision. So the first thing I want to ask you, does God need to activate salvation in you? Because that is the first step to coming alive. We are the walking dead without him. He makes us alive by a relationship with his son, Jesus Christ. It is the only way to really fully know who you were made to be. You got to know him so that he can flow into you and connect you with other people because that is how you find out what you were meant for. So it starts with salvation in that relationship with God the Father. Do you need power through the baptism of the Holy Spirit? 
That is what empowers us as believers, ladies. We love to get you filled with the Holy Spirit here so you can move and have your being in him and come alive and do things that you never thought possible. That is real. That's not made up. You can have that tonight. Faith. Are you full of doubt and unbelief? Does God need to activate faith in you? Because Pastor Joe always says, faith is, and you all know it, spelled R-I-S-K, risk. Stepping out in faith is always a risk. You're not always going to have the full picture. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Just stop wanting it to be that way. It's not going to be that way. It is a risk to step out and trust God, to only have a little bit of light here, a little bit of light here. But if you trust him and you know him, he will take you through. That's the only way. So faith, Hebrews 11 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Does God need to activate love? in you? Are you under so much condemnation that you can't comprehend that God could love you? Romans 5, 8 says, God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Not because we got ourselves cleaned up, but because he loved us. He said, I'll take your place. I'll make you whole. Just please accept my invitation. Please. Ephesians 3, 18, 19. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep is his love for you. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. We're never really going to know. We might know this much, but he is an ocean. He is an ocean. Do you need to activate in your life healing, spiritual healing? Physical healing. Jeremiah 30, 17 says, but I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. He is healer and you can be activated in that area tonight. Prayer. Do you need to activate a prayer life? It's okay. Do it. It's not hard. It starts as a conversation. Starts as a conversation. You and the Father. He wants a relationship. He wants to talk to you. It starts in prayer. Activate prayer in your life. It will change your world. It changed this night. Did it not, Pastor Nancy? It really did. So do you need to activate wisdom and truth? Are you wanting wisdom? Are you wanting truth? Psalm 51, 6 says, behold, you delight in truth and in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Is it hope? First Peter 3 says, in his great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Do you need grace activated? Are you, again, fault finding and living under condemnation? Let the grace of God wash over you. Receive it. Get to learn about it through his word. It's a real thing. Obedience. Are you obedient to the Lord? If you're a mom... You have a strong desire for your children to obey you. Do you not? You do. That's a God-given thing because you as the mother know what's best for your child. They might not understand and they may run the other direction, but you know that you know what's best for them. Our heavenly father knows what is best for us and we need to trust him just like you expect your children to trust you. God wants you to trust him because he has good things for you. Stop running. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. Is it time for you to serve? If you come to this church regularly, man, 
Get activated and serve. Because let me tell you, when you're serving, when you are in this house, using your hands and your feet, man, it transforms you. It's not something you can just hear about. You got to experience it. So it happened to me. This is a living example. I mean, my life has been transformed. Oh, I've been here 13 years, right? I didn't start coming up to the platform uh, three months after being here. You know what I'm saying? Like that happened that way. It takes time. It's okay that things take time. In our culture, we are so quick and fast. But God doesn't care what the culture says. He doesn't care. He knows his plan. He's got the time to work with you and watch you grow. All right? So serve. We need you. Not because we're inept, but because we want your hands and feet. I mean, look what Sue did to this room. Look what Melissa and her team did with the food. That is because they chose to serve and express their gifts. You can experience the same. Generosity. Generosity. Is God calling you to give something? Your time, your talent, your treasure, the measure you use, the measure will be given back to you. It might take you a while to get there, but generosity will change you from the inside out. It just does. It's just how it works. Forgiveness. Are you held captive by unforgiveness and bitterness? Unforgiveness is like poison, right? You hold it in expecting someone else to hurt. I really want you, if you're struggling with that, Let the Holy Spirit activate the process. You might not be able to forgive them tonight, but he can set something in motion that will set you free. Let him do it. Let him do it. Confidence. Are you bound by insecurity and disabled by what others think of you? Are you caught up in comparing yourself to others? I know I have. It's useless. And you know what I found? When you begin to let God show you how he's made you and what he wants you to do, you don't look about everyone else because you realize that I have a place, you have a place, you have a place, you have a place, and we all work together. I don't need to be like you. You don't need to be like me because God is so great and so vast that he needs everyone different because he knows we all have a little bit something to bring to the table. So don't compare. It really is the thief of all joy. It really, really is. A dream. I could go on another hour on a dream. Is there a dream in your heart that God is calling you to take like one small step towards? For me, I'll tell you the quickest way to activate a dream in your heart is you tell it to somebody. Carolyn Strickfain's right in front of me. And at that dream conference where I gave my five-minute talk that changed my life, Myra said, okay, you need to tell somebody what your dream is. And I was like, okay, okay. So I was like, Carolyn, um, I think I want to be a motivational speaker. I know it's weird. No, it's weird. It's vague. It's vague. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I'm going to do it, Carolyn, but I just, I just kind of gave it to her and I thought, she's going to think I'm so weird. And is she going to hold me to it? I don't know. I don't know. But... <laughs> But that's the thing. The person you tell your dream to doesn't necessarily need to hold you to your dream. They just need to hear it because it sets something in you. It's not even about them. And look at me. I said that to her October 2015. And I am here tonight. Dream come true in 2019, February. Right, right, right. I didn't know this. 
I dreamed of this. I desired this. But like that was three and a half years ago. You know, like a lot's happened since then. And things become hairy. Things got discouraging. Things felt like this dream was lost. And I didn't know how to get here. I had no idea. But it doesn't matter. God knew and he opened doors for me. So I started leading our, our C3 moms group. I started preaching my heart out to these mamas every other Friday, encouraging them. I love them so much. They are just, oh my gosh, they're my people. And as I did that for three years, then Pastor Nancy's like, go bigger, you know? And so I was like, okay, uh, I'll help you. So God works in like many steps, many, M-I-N-I, many steps. And there are many, M-A-N-Y, many steps. So get with both of them, the many and the many. I, I don't know. It's whatever. Anyway, so... <laughs> You don't have to have it all figured out and you don't have to feel qualified. You, you're not going to feel qualified. You're just not. You might have a, a little bit of confidence, but the amount of confidence it takes you to really step into your calling and your dream, you, you don't have all that you want. It comes as you go. It's added to you as you take one step, one step. God's like, good, good, good. One step, good, good. Like, just keep coming, okay? Stop trying to have it all done now. It doesn't work like that. It just doesn't. Speaking the truth. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So listen, as we wrap up, as we close, I really want to tell you something, how you, because it activation, requires, it starts with the heart. It requires a decision and requires, it includes an invitation and requires a decision. How can you keep a watch over your heart? Hebrews 4, 12 says the word of God helps keep a healthy watch over our hearts. Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two edged sword piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. If you are not familiar with the Bible, maybe you've never read it. Maybe you don't have any interest right now in reading it, but the word is living and active. And when you open it, as Pastor Joe has always said, it gets inside of you. It will tell you when your heart is getting hard. Or if you're not reading your Bible, you come in here, the spirit of God is going to say, something's not right. You're blocking me out. I want in. You have a wall up. His word is living and active. It changes things. His word is so powerful. Don't neglect his word. I'm not saying you have to be a biblical scholar. I'm saying just begin to get in it, read it, become familiar with it. It's life-giving. God wants you to have a successful life. And remember what I said at the beginning, successful in him means fully whole, fully healed, being who he made you to be. That is godly success. And he wants to start something in you tonight. That list that I showed you and shared with you, if anything on that list just began to stir in you, you said, you know what? I need faith activated in my life, hope, healing, prayer, a dream, forgiveness, whatever it is, God can set it in motion tonight. An altar ministry team, if you would come forward, we're going to give you an opportunity to have women pray with you. Because something happens when you come down here and you come to this altar, God meets you here. He really does. It's not the same when you stay in your seat. You can stay there. It's fine. But I'm telling you, if you come down, 
something shifts. It just really does. You're taking those many, M-I-N-I, many steps to something huge. So let God activate what he wants in your heart tonight. If it's salvation, if you don't know him, you don't know anything about him, come down. We can help you get to know him. We'd love to. He's a good, good father. He is, he wants to be the king of your heart like we sang tonight. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, I just pray right now, would you activate the hearts of these women? Father God, begin to stir in them, Lord, what you want to move in them, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. If you would all stand, stand. We're going to worship the Lord as we close. And as you worship, if you feel like, man, I just want someone to pray with me. I want something set in motion in my life. Come down. You want to feel refreshed. You don't want to leave the same way you walked in here. I know that. So let us pray for you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode today. And I hope that this Activate message really begins to stir your heart in a direction to take some action steps towards that thing that the Holy Spirit is moving you towards. As always, if you have liked what you've heard, please share this message with a friend. That would be a true honor for me. And also take the time to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review if you so desire. Thank you so much for listening in. Have a great day.